Welcome to the MetaZen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to episode 83, Addiction to Chaos. In this episode, I want us to talk about this tendency we have, how we are so drawn to mess, chaos, dysfunction, pain, hurt, breakdown. So yeah, that's something we're gonna discuss today. So I hope y'all ready because we're gonna we're gonna chop it up. You know how this go. If you are new to this podcast, what's up? Salutations and thank you, thank you for being here. I do hope you enjoy the show. If you are coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? <laughs> thank you, thank you for coming back. I hope that you are having a productive week. I hope you are feeling good. I hope you are stretching more. You know I'm starting to get older. And I hope you had a chance to wash your car and do everything else that you need to do. Enjoy yourself being yourself. In the first segment of this episode, we're going to discuss It's Your Story. In the second segment, we're going to discuss It's Your Identity. Or we're going to talk a little bit more about how you secretly enjoy chaos. In the third segment, we're going to talk about how you have nothing to replace it with. So, my intention for this episode is to hopefully help you see yourself from another point of view. You know, a lot of people may call you messy or say that you gossip a lot or whatever your bag may be. And it may be some truth to that, but it's because some way or another you found a way to identify with the mess. And maybe you come from a very messy background, a very messy beginning. And just because you did doesn't mean that has to reflect who you are. You can still be something different. So let's jump into that now. David W. Earl said, making amends is not only saying the words, but also being willing to listen to how your behavior caused another's pain. And then the really hard part, changing behavior. I feel like when it comes to us as people, our lives groom us for peace of mind, or our lives groom us for chaos, or maybe a little bit mixed of both. But I found with people who are groomed for chaos, they come from chaos. And in them coming from chaos, they, the only way they felt that they could live with their circumstances and live with their life or live with their past is to become a part of the chaos, to be chaos to other people and contribute chaos to other people's lives. And I'm here to tell you that you only feel that way because of your story. 
there's a story in you that you tell yourself, a story that disempowers you, a story that you feel validates your reason to hurt others and to, you know, bring pain to others, to disenfranchise others. Like I have, I've had family members that have had this thing about being drawn to chaos, being caught up in gang activity, gang life, and, or just all types of just different trouble out in the streets. And it comes from, you know, having parents that failed them, having parents that dropped the ball on bringing them up, you know, and because of that, nowadays, they have all kinds of issues and different things like that. And they pretty much have the woe is me story. And I know the stories because I've spent a very, very, very long time telling them myself. And what it is, is they're off-putting stories that, have, that put other people off, that make other people uncomfortable for you. And there's stories that you tell, stories that you tell that make you feel like you don't have to be accountable for the decisions that you make, for the pain that you cause other people, for the way that you show up in other people's lives. And it even stems from that thing of, no one taught me this, no one did that for me, so why would I have to do that for others? And somewhere in there, you determine that you did matter. And you determine that the weight of your decisions don't matter. So it made you this big wrecking ball of chaos. And you became addicted to the chaos. For a long time, maybe the chaos was unbearable and you didn't know how to survive it. So the only way that you knew how to survive it was to become addicted to it and to take part in it, to surrender yourself to it. I've definitely learned that the story we tell ourselves affects everything that we do. And when you run and when you get into trouble, when you hurt, you fight, when you lie, when you betray others, when you dishonor others, it all comes back from that comes back to that story. You tell yourself about how you don't matter because of what you went through and because of how this person was drunk or on drugs raising you and how they neglected you and all the different things. And you have to understand that what you focus on magnifies what you give attention to you feed you grow if you if you give attention to weeds you grow weeds if you're not actually trying to pull the weeds up to dig them out and plant something new then you're just growing weeds you're growing trouble you're growing nonsense and the best thing that you can do is reverse engineer the process and figure out how you can start finding the gratitude, start finding the appreciation in those situations and those experiences. The best thing you can do is start to create a new story. My childhood made me unapologetically aggressive. It made me rowdy. It made me just very assertive. And it, and it made me just charged up for stuff, for mess, because in my childhood, I had to fight. I had to fight so much. I had to fight for my voice. I had to fight for my individuality. I had to fight just to be the person that I am. You know, just being me, and that's it. 
You know what I mean? I had to fight for so many different things. I had to argue. I had to cuss. I had to scream. I had to cry. But I had to fight. And I thought in experiencing such an intense fight at home in my childhood that the rest of the world would be the same way. And I took that fight with me outside. I took those daggers with me outside. I took that bloodlust outside. I took that fire. And every time anything that felt similar or reminiscent of someone dishonoring or betraying me, I was guns or blazes. I was blazing. I was locked and loaded and I was ready for confrontation. I was so confrontational because I've had so many experiences where people have talked to me like I was nothing, where I was a child and I let other people berate me and treat me like I was nothing because I couldn't do nothing about it because I was a kid. And I told myself that in my adulthood, I would avenge us and I would make up for everything that was done and that was even including my own parents like I've had so many arguments and fights with my parents over the years now like physical fights but like arguments because there's a little boy inside that was greatly dishonored and betrayed time and time again so as an adult when I'm scared of no one and I answer to no one but me I check any and everything that dishonors me and that doesn't look like the way I love myself or want to see myself. And like I said, I was so angry for a long time, but I've pushed a lot of people away. I've pushed so many people away because I've had the story on the inside that has always been so hard and that I've always had to fight that I've always had to be ready for the confrontation before it happens. I always have to take care of everybody else and all these different things that make up my story. And it was when I started embracing the reality that my story may be outdated. I probably learned a lot about how to work through things and solve problems as a kid, but that kid is done. I'm a man now. And I need to find ways and solutions that work for who I am right now. And maybe it's the same for you. David W. Earl said, reality may not be what you want it to be, but it is the reality you now must face. You can deny this reality and try to wish it away, or you can accept it and not waste any energy on wanting it to be different. Another hard and powerful lesson that I had to learn about myself and my relationship with chaos is that we as people, we energetically invite every situation into our lives. And I've said this before in previous episodes, but I learned that as children, we develop very unique personalities and skill sets that prepare us for the relationship situations and events that will take place in our lives. And because of that, we attract situations and events that will give us the opportunity to use what we've been learning, good or bad, toxic or positive, whatever it may be. And I had to learn with myself that I've always been the person as a kid where, you know, I felt like I was growing up around other people that lacked things or that wasn't always empathetic or whatever. But either way, I felt like it was my job to fix my family. 
you know, my experiences or what I went through as a child made, so it made me feel like it was my job to fix my family, save my family. And taking that with me into my older years, I attracted so many different events and situations because in my identity, I identify myself as someone who's a fixer, someone who needs to fix things. And as a result, I called forth, I manifested chaos events, you know what I'm saying? Chaotic events, chaotic people, you know what I mean? I manifested drama, I manifested more trauma, struggle, you know, just all types of misfortune. And you know what that did for me? That contributed to the identity that I already had that I need to fix. It's even, it makes more sense why this world is the way it is or why I need to be this way. And because of that, that attracted more of that. It's the same way, you know, where I went through so much of what I went through, so much pain and trauma and chaos as a kid that I had a victim mindset. And it's just like I approached everything as being a victim. And because of that, I attracted more drama and chaos and pain in my life that made me right, that created the self-fulfilling prophecy that made me right, that made the identity that I have of myself right. Understand that in a relationship you have with chaos or trouble or drama, understand it exists because you believe it to exist in your identity. You believe it to be true about yourself. And because you believe it to be true about yourself, the universe manifests more of that for you. You manifest more of that for you so you can have something to do with your skill sets. You can have something to do with your energy. When you believe or expect people to treat you like crap, we expect people to hurt you or to fight you and steal from you, to do you wrong, to lie to you, betray you, you know, to dishonor you, you know, you're pretty much creating reality that you believe. And as you create this reality, you know, the universe provides it. We're going to give you more ammo to create this reality that you believe in, this reality that you feel exists for you. So because you feel like people do you wrong, we're going to give you more people to make you right, to do that thing. But when you get in a place of understanding that I can, when I start to change my reality, when I start to change my identity, I can then start manifesting people who honor and betray me. I can start creating mental images of things and people who honor and serve me. Understand that the situations and the people that you attract into your life is an indication of your self-identity. Understand that everything that, that is happening in your life right now is an indication of what you believe to be true about you. So if you feel like you're in a place where you're always dealing with drama, people trying to get over on you, people doing it this way, trying to take advantage of you, people trying to fight you, people trying to bring you some type of misfortune one way or another, it's because that's how you believe life works. Works. There's something in your identity. There's something in your self-image, your perception of yourself that calls forth more of those events into your life so you can furthermore solidify that truth, further, furthermore solidify that level of consciousness for yourself. One of the things that have been so helpful for me is taking time to recognize that no matter what has happened, what has transpired, what has occurred, you know, whether people did these things to me or what I've done to other people, that I've been doing the best that I can at all times. And because of that, it's important to start to forgive myself. 
forgive myself and then start to visualize, then start to see myself as someone whose life is, whose life isn't hard, whose life is free of struggle, whose life is relaxed, peaceful, tranquil, I mean, tranquil, you know, easy, chill, laid back, and someone who doesn't, you know, have a lot of excess trauma, I mean, uh, trauma, drama, or trouble. One of the first things I had to do, especially for me, was when other people have issues and other people have problems, I have to practice minding my business because there's an itch in me. There's a thing in me, a person in me that still I'm working through and that it's allowed because I have a thing for people. But it's not my job to rescue anyone. It's not my job to fix anyone. People may go through situations on their end in their lives and, you know, I may feel compelled to want to relate and share a story to inspire them, but that's not what it's about. Most times it's simply just about being able to listen and be there and allow the person to be heard, not bombarding them with a similar experience. When it comes to you reshaping your identity, understand that you need to forgive what you've been through, forgive yourself for all the things you've done and start to see yourself in a different way. See your life in a different way that's easier, you know what I'm saying, more chill, more relaxed, Again, not fun, but necessary. Susie Kasim said, a system is corrupt when it is strictly profit-driven, not driven to serve the best interests of its people. Another powerful observation that I've had when it comes to living a life with chaos or an addiction to chaos is the fact that somewhere on the inside, you feel like it's the best that you can do and you feel like you can't replace it with anything else. And this comes back to the thing of you get something out of it. Maybe even you feel like you deserve it You probably even feel like you don't have a choice. But what I will say is that if you believe any of these, if you believe, especially if you feel like you don't have a choice, then you're probably one of those people that don't understand yet that you create 100% of your reality. You know, there's still so many people who don't understand they create 100% of their reality. And then when it comes to that, it's like, so you're saying I create the trouble that I'm in or that I create the chaos that I'm in? It's not that you necessarily deliberately create that particular chaos, but you are making decisions, you are having thoughts, and you are expressing feelings and things that all culminate to the events that you experience, to the things that you are manifesting and attracting in your life. You may struggle with feeling like you have nothing to replace with because you probably don't want to replace it. Like I said before, you get something out of it and maybe you get a charge of excitement. Maybe you get a rush. Maybe you feel like you're living in the, in the, in the fast lane. Maybe you feel like life is a little bit more edgy living this way. Maybe you feel like if you sacrifice the chaos, if you get rid of the chaos, you won't know who you are. It's kind of like a lot of people with trauma and giving over the trauma and, you know, all the things you've been through, the guilt and the shame, the resentment. You've been so guilty and shameful and resentful for so many years and you, you don't know who you're going to be without it to just give it up. 
I've built all of my life, all who I am in my career, the friends that I have, the home that I live in, the money that I make. I've built all these things on the back of that guilt and that shame that was in. And if I give it up, who will I be? I'll no longer be myself. And to me, something that says, I deserved it and it's mine. And you're taking the ownership over it, but it's a toxic ownership and you can't see your way through. Oftentimes, it's so easy for us to share all the negative, all the bad stuff that are, that's going on in our lives as opposed to sharing all the good, you know, because you're drawn to chaos, you're drawn to people feeling sorry for you, you're drawn to being, telling the woe is me tales, and you're just drawn to dysfunction, and it's because probably for a greater part of your life that's been your way, maybe breakdown has been your way, maybe you feel like you get to shine, you get the spotlight in dysfunctional settings, in chaotic settings but maybe what you can start doing is try to find another way to get the payoff that dysfunction brings you, to get the, uh, the payoff or the benefits that you feel chaos brings into your life you know, when I first removed everyone from my life, I was so used to having people to check up on, people to invest my time in and to learn about their dreams and to encourage them and people to be wrapped up in. So I wouldn't have to be wrapped up in myself. And the podcast came in handy because it was a chance for me to not only fill my cup and to learn about myself, but it was a chance to use that payoff energy in another way that's constructive, that's productive, in a way that can also help others. This podcast was created and it came about in my life at a time where my life was seemingly one of the most, you know, at a very chaotic time where, you know, my unemployment was just cut off. I didn't have any money, I didn't have anything. I didn't really have anyone in my life like that to support me outside of my partner. And it was just such a a gloomy and doomy time. But I found a way to replace all the chaos and all the dysfunction and breakdown by creating this podcast. This podcast gives me a constructive outlet and platform to confront breakdown, to confront dysfunction, to confront mental illness, to confront people that don't want to be their best, to confront lots of different things. And for that, I kind of have my own lane where I need to be the hero. I get to be the superhero. I get to be the rescuer, but I'm, it's not a rescuer of anyone else. It's a rescuer for myself. I'm learning how to rescue myself. I give myself a platform where I can hear my thoughts and hear my feelings, that I can hopefully inspire others and inspire you to want to do the same thing for yourself, to listen to yourself, to love yourself. This podcast has given me so much time and energy to reflect and hear what I think about things, but it's giving me more time to develop that intimate relationship with myself, that unconditional relationship with myself. And I feel like when it comes to releasing that chaos, when it comes to getting that place of forgiving yourself for aligning with chaos and seeing yourself worth in chaos, you can start to let go. You can start to visualize and see a life changing. You can start to visualize all the noise growing silent. You can visualize all the troubledoers vanishing and disappearing. And you can visualize and see yourself 
being peaceful, getting up in the morning when you're home and there's no screaming, there's nothing wrong, there isn't any negative energy. Getting to that place where you're breaking the addiction to chaos means you have to be willing to release the breakdown. You have to be willing to release the conflict that you're having with yourself. I noticed that a large part of my addiction to chaos stemmed from my addiction to marijuana. And when I released a lot of the addiction to chaos, then the addiction to marijuana tapered off and fell by the wayside and gave me room to play even bigger, to soar even higher, and to grow even faster. You can do the same. What's up, Moonbeams? I appreciate you still being here. Welcome to the air segment. In this segment, we challenge you, as you know, we want y'all to be better. So we challenge you to get more invested and get more involved in your future, in your present, and do the work that needs to be done so you can be in the best position for your manifestation, for your breakthrough, for your healing, for your growth. Your life depends on it. So let's jump in. The first letter is E. Embrace. Embrace your story. All the issues and connections and ties that you have with chaos exist because it is your story. It is a part of a self-fulfilling prophecy that lives in you. And your life is a living manifestation of how you see yourself. It is a living self-image and perception of how you see and experience yourself and what you feel and believe to be true for you. When you can embrace your story, you can embrace the new meanings that you want to contribute. You can embrace the new beliefs that you want to start working on, the new convictions that you need to develop to oppose what's there already. But the first thing you need to do is embrace your story. Figure out what your story is. Figure out how it, how it got there. You know, what work went into your story being what it is. But you have to embrace the story. You're not going to heal. You're not going to change. You're not going to grow until you embrace that you had a part in this story, that you created this story, that you're living, which is chaos or mess or whatever. Own it. The next letters are... Recognize. Recognize that you experience a lot of the experiences you experience. You go through a lot of what you go through. Friends, people, family, all the breakdown, all the fights, the argument, and all of it because you believe that's who you are. You believe that your environment made you this way. You believe that this is who you're supposed to be. Understand that you choose to be this person, that your life is this way because you personally get something out of it. People either get to make you write about something, you make you write about something, there's some type of reward about something. Maybe you feel like there's an attention there that you get in the chaos and in the mess, whatever it is, but there is something in it for you. Because if it wasn't, you would have changed because we don't always stick around for things unless there's something in it. Even in the most painful situations where people use us or whatever, there's something in it for you in those situations. You have to get to the bottom of what's in it for you. 
Because once you get to the bottom of what's in it for you, then you can start to pick apart your identity and what may need to change, what may need to shift, what needs to grow, what you've outgrown, what's, what thinking is outdated, what feelings or beliefs are outdated. Do the work. And lastly, the last letter is A, accept. Accept that you are in a place where you feel like your life is going to always be a roller coaster of chaos because you haven't found anything to replace it with. And you haven't found anything to replace it with because the chaos has become so much of who you are that you don't know who you'll be without it. You don't know, you don't know who you'll be without, I mean, with the peace and quiet. This is the truth for myself. When I feel back and removed, all the noise, all the relationships, all the static, it was quiet. And most times for maybe the first three or four months after doing it, it was too quiet. I was all over their Facebooks all the time, seeing what they were doing, seeing if I was missing anything, just obsessing, obsessing. And it's because I couldn't stand the power of the silence. I couldn't stand the power of messing me alone. I couldn't stand the power of there being no chaos, no breakdown, just peace of mind. Like, can you imagine someone struggling with peace of mind? It's because I've grown over the years to identify with the chaos, to expect that I've grown my reactions, my behavior, my personality, to expect chaos and to deal with chaos. I didn't groom myself to expect peace of mind, to expect tranquility, and to expect, you know, just being, learn how to just be. It's a transformation. It's not easy. It's not fun. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be lit. No, no, but it's going to be work. But if you're worth it, you'll find a way to do it. And if you're not, you won't. Simple. So there you have it. Embrace, recognize, and accept. If you haven't had a chance yet to go over to Apple Podcasts, please head over there right now and leave a comment and a rating and let us know what you think about these episodes and just tell us what you think. You know, if you have any ideas, any topics or anything that you want to hear, you know, definitely send them my way. I can look over those and we can get something going, you know. If you are interested in, you know, having me on your podcast or possibly being on my podcast, send me a message and let me know. You know, I'm definitely looking forward to working with some people soon. There'll be some things in the workings for the podcast that I think you guys will definitely enjoy. In the next episode, we are going to discuss the loans of loneliness. So you don't want to miss that. Lastly, I want to thank y'all so much for supporting the medicine cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Lastly, you are strong. You are enough. You are wise and you are tough. Peace.